So who is it that we look up to? Who do we follow? The reading from Philippians today, I understand you're having a sermon series on Philippians, and Paul at this point is really calling as a matter of urgency to get us to think about really carefully who our role models are. He is deeply, deeply concerned, as it said in the middle of our reading, even with tears, that there are some who are not behaving in a way that is helpful. In fact, it's the opposite. It has a negative effect on the church. He warns that we can't take everything for face value. We need to really think about who it is that we follow and why. And although those words were written many, many years ago, we're still in the same position today. We still need to think about in our Christian lives who it is that we follow. With your new rector's arrival on the horizon, it's an ideal time to do that. An ideal time to think as individuals, as congregations across Aldrich. What are the things that we need to look for? What are the things that we need to think about when we look for examples? Now, it may seem obvious, but Paul calls us to be Christ-centred. To follow Christ and to follow Christ until we know him fully. He is always careful in all his letters to make sure that the focus isn't on him, but it's on Christ. And to model ourselves only on those who do the same. Now, you've seen this one already, but I was at Gastry in Birmingham last Sunday evening with my daughter Rachel, listening to the testimonies of Matt and Beth Redmond. Many of you will know their worship songs. I've already had an example of somebody who's written many hymns over the years. Worship songs in their case, like 10,000 Reasons, like Blessed Be Your Name, like When the Music Fades. Now, Matt could easily have said, do you know who I am? But he didn't, and neither of them did that. Both of them gave their testimonies. I don't know if anybody here was there last Sunday evening, but their testimonies were very powerful and focused on Christ in every single sentence. What they do, what God uses them and uses through them, through their music, through their worship, through the way they work with others, is all for Christ, not for them. And they could very, very easily turn it the other way around. And that, of course, includes the very heart of what they do, worship itself, a quote from that. In the end, worship can never be a performance, something you're pretending or putting on. It's got to be an overflow of your heart. Worship is about getting personal with God, drawing close to God. And worship can be just the music that we sing, but worship is much wider than that. The way we give God his worth in everything that we do, every single part of our lives. Paul emphasises in 1 Corinthians, he says this, each of you is saying, I follow Paul, I follow Apostle, I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Paul's reply, has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptised in Paul's name? 
We are not to say that we follow Paul, we follow apostles, or anyone else. We're not to follow human beings, we are to follow Christ. So here in Philippians, Paul adds to that, that we are not to follow those with their minds set on earthly things. That's one of the first tests we can think about. What is it that this person that I'm thinking about is focusing on? But we are to rather think about those who think about their citizenship being in heaven. To think about the big picture, the long term. Where is it that we're going and how is it that we're going to get there? Following Christ is not about building our own kingdoms, building our own churches for our glory or doing things our own way. We've already sung about that. We've already said that in our confession. But sometimes we need to really just stop and think. Do these things creep in sometimes in how we do things, what we say? What we say to one person, but maybe say to somebody else something completely different. We are to focus on Christ, on his kingdom, his church, and doing things his way. Paul then tells us in Philippians 3, verse 16, let us live up to what we have already attained. Let us live up to what we have already attained. What's he talking about? Paul is talking about the fact that when we put our faith in Christ, we are made perfect in the eyes of God. We are declared not guilty. We are declared his children. That is our starting point. We are to live as God's children. We are made perfect in our relationship with God. doesn't mean to say that everything that we do is perfect, and Paul knows that, and Paul's the first to admit that. But what he's saying is we have already attained that relationship with God. We can't work to get any closer to him. So we should live knowing that. What we do is not working our way towards God. It's working our way through life with God to serve him. So Paul reminds us that we are then to look to people who show those examples of living Christ-centred lives. Not with themselves at the centre or doing things their own way, but with Christ-centred lives. Paul says, join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. Did you notice in those words, just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. Paul is not saying, follow me. Paul is saying there are lots of different people who we can look to as examples, us as a model and to live as we do. Paul includes the person who's actually delivered the letter to the Philippians. He also includes Timothy. He includes those who are already in the Philippian church who are living Christ-centred lives. So he's not writing to say, look, this is me, this letter's from me, you've got to do everything I do and ignore everybody else. What he's saying is look for those examples 
to be able to live, knowing what we've already got, knowing that when we put our faith in Christ, we are in that perfect relationship with God. As Jesus said in his gospel reading, whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. We are children of God and we are then to do God's will. So let's find a few specifics. What is it that we're looking for when we're thinking about who should we follow as a good examples in our Christian lives? A vital part of the two verses that just before our reading started, and it reminds us that we are to forget what is behind, to be free of what we've done wrong, to be free of what we didn't do that we should have done, to move on. We've had a confession this morning. Do you believe what was said? Do you believe that you have been forgiven and that you have moved forwards? Or do you hang on to things? Or do you bring things in other people's lives back as an example of what they used to do, used to be like? We are forgiven. We are to move forwards, as Paul says. We are to forget what is behind. And if there's one person who can do that and who needs to do that, it's Paul himself, of course. We know that Paul was known previously as Saul, and in the writings of Luke in Acts, the one person that he names specifically when Stephen, as the first Christian martyr, is stoned, is Saul. The cloaks of the witnesses were laid at the young man's feet, Saul. He was there and watched it happen. And then, of course, he went on to try and destroy the Christian church. He went with letters to Damascus to arrest and bring back to Jerusalem in chains men and women who were preaching and sharing the gospel and growing the church. If there's one person who knows what it means to forget what is behind and to move forward, it is Paul. He knows what he's talking about. And when Christ met Saul, as he was then, on the road to Damascus, he said these words, Why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? From the very first words that Paul heard was Christ-centred. Christ didn't say, Why are you persecuting my church? He didn't say, Why are you persecuting the church in Damascus? He didn't say, why are you trying to destroy the Christian church? He said, why are you persecuting me? And that is for all of us. We are to put Christ first. Accepting God's forgiveness then and leaving the past behind is one of those things that we look for when we seek those who truly follow Christ. We are to forget what is behind And we are still, though, straining towards what is ahead. Paul knows he's not perfect. He knows none of us in this life are perfect in that sense of being able to fully live out our Christian lives. So we need to focus on it. We need to put our effort into doing that and not just think it will happen naturally. What other things does Paul point to when we're thinking about who we model our lives on. 
This next slide has a whole lot of words on it, and it's from various different letters that Paul has written to remind us of the, some of the things that he focuses on. He talks about speaking truthfully, speaking the truth, and how important that is in being able to grow together as a church. We've heard overnight the G7 summit and the accord, and President Trump tweeting on his plane on the way out, well, what was said when he was there seems to be different to what the Canadian Prime Minister is saying once he'd left. Somebody is not telling the truth. Changing what we say affects each other. We need to speak truthfully. It's then, as Paul does a number of times as he writes these letters, that he is able to really tackle issues that need to be thought about, thought through, things that need to change. We can't do that if we're not speaking the truth with each other. Paul also encourages us to work together, leading to change lives. We can put endless effort into church things, but do they result in changed lives? Working together to change lives. We're to work together to win others for Christ and to please God. We are to try and live blameless lives. Why? For ourselves? No. So that others are not kept from God because of our actions. It's quite a sobering thought, really, that things that we, can, we do can stop others getting closer to God. It's desperately sad when you hear people say, well, if that's the way Christians behave, I'm not interested. And it happens. And it happens too often. And it happens within our churches. We need to be really careful about what we do, how we do it. Paul also tells us never to give up. To follow God's plans, not our own. And to continue to grow. All of us, whether we've been a Christian for five minutes, 50 years, 90 years, can still grow. It's a joy in a church like this when you have things like house groups and smaller groups and when you ask each other to pray for you. You can do that. Don't just rely on yourself as an individual. We are given the body of Christ for a reason, and that's one of them. And also for those who come to faith, not just to leave them there hanging, but to help them mature in their faith as well. Now, the three themes that we've now got as the diocese um, from Bishop Michael, evangelism, discipleship, and vocation, can really help us with this when we think about what we are doing and how we do it. Who is modelling the fact that we can grow in our faith? That we can share our faith? That we can play our part in God's kingdom? We can ask those questions about anything and everything that we do. Is what we do during the week helping others? Is it helping me grow my faith? Is it helping others grow in their faith? Or is it putting barriers in the way? Is it helping me play my part in God's kingdom? Is it helping others play their part in God's kingdom? Or am I holding on to things that other people could be doing? Sharing our faith, growing in our faith, and playing our part. Now, it's quite a list. We could keep going. We won't. Um, but 
it, these are some of the things that Paul is saying when he's talking about following him, following us, following the way that we live. He's not asking us to focus on one individual by name and then quote them all the time. I still remember when I was at college and um, training for ministry and people would say, oh, well, my Christian leader at home used to say. And they used to quote them all the time. And I was thinking, well, no, there's more than one example you need to be looking at. And the focus should be on Christ, not on individuals. When Steve comes, he's coming to be with you. To, we've talked this morning and thought about working together, walk, walking in friendship, praying for each other, growing. You don't follow an individual to the exclusion of having Christ at the centre. And that is what Paul talks about all the time. Speaking the truth, seeing those things that get in the way of stopping us and stopping others growing closer to God and being honest about it. Not sort of pretending in one corner and getting into cliques and battles in between, but being really open, honest, thinking about those things that get in the way. And Paul contrasts all those different things that he's talked about and many others, if we had time to go on, on to them, with living as enemies of the cross. He's referring to those who profess to be Christians, who make that link with the saving death of, of Christ on the cross, but they follow Christ in their own way, put themselves first, put their own ideas first, put their own ways first, and as a result become enemies of the cross within the church. One of the hardest things I find as Archdeacon is not when there's real problems in a church building. I went to see Jen on Monday following the flood at Tynings and thank those who are helping. But it's when there is conflict within churches because people are not putting Christ first. That is hard. And we need to be honest with each other. And it can happen behind people's backs. And it shouldn't. It doesn't need to. And when it does, all it does is stop the growth of God's kingdom. So when Paul talks in this letter, he's saying there are people within the church that he's writing to who, because of the way they live, because of what they're doing, because of what they say, they are living as enemies of the cross. Now, in this case, it's probably because Paul with his experience of Christ on the road to Damascus, shows that salvation is by grace. We are saved because of God's love for us. Now that can be twisted. And it's possibly what's happening here in the church in Philippi. It can be twisted to say, well, if we're saved by God, it's not what we do, it's what Christ has done for us, then it doesn't matter what we do. We can be forgiven for it anyway. Paul doesn't say that. But often his teaching can be twisted in that way. Christ died for our sins, was raised to life to make us right with God. True. But we are saved not to sin more, as we read in Romans, but rather we are saved to serve God as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him. 
So as we look to each other, think who are those examples that we follow? We need to think first of all, is their life Christ-centred? And then all those many other things that Paul gives us examples about, things that we can follow that enable us to grow closer to God and enable God to use us to help others grow closer to God. If we are following examples where that doesn't happen, we are following the wrong person. We are to be Christ-centred in all that we do, to model our lives carefully on those who bring others to Christ and enable them to grow in their faith. So as Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. As we sit, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that in your church, we are given each other, that when we put our faith in you, we have already attained that perfect relationship in your eyes. But we know that in our daily lives, what we do is not perfect and that we can continue to grow. So Lord, help us to choose our role models carefully. Help us to follow examples who put you first. And Lord, help each one of us too to then be good examples to others. Help us to be honest. Help us to be truthful. Help us to be ready always to tackle those things that need to change so that you are at the centre. Help us to celebrate what you have done for us and to do so in ways that grow your church, grow your kingdom, and put you at the centre of all we do. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.